football. Of course, we usually on Monday have football highlights for you, but that was the Friday show. Still, we can tell you a little bit about their opponent. Uh, Now the Houston Cougars are ranked, and deservedly so, after a wild thriller against SMU. Again, we'll give you full details in the conference show around the American, but the point of it is Houston comes in in the top 25 because of its knocking off previously undefeated SMU on a late kickoff return. And yeah, Houston's going to be a tough opponent. We already knew that was going to be the case, but now we know they are a ranked opponent. Specifically, with the new rankings coming out every Sunday, Houston is 20th according to the AP writers, and 19th, according to the coaches. Actually kind of cool to see that SMU stayed in the rankings. And normally, I don't want to get all, woe is the American here, but when an American conference team loses, doesn't matter who, boy, they drop precipitously. Also, for that matter, that Cincinnati is ranked ahead of Alabama is, I'll say it, mildly surprising. Georgia won unanimous, Cincinnati two in both polls, and Alabama now three in both polls. A seven-point margin in the coaches' poll, so pretty close to not being number two anymore. But frankly, if you're two, if you're three, it's basically the same, obviously, because you'd end up playing each other in that first college football playoff semifinal. Kind of a similar thing going on on the men's soccer side of things, and we'll get there. Well, we'll get there now because, as we told you, the men's team, even though they had that wonderful victory in overtime against UCF, It was really going to be meaningless if the Bulls were to lose on Sunday night. They did not lose. A win would have been preferable, but a tie keeps them alive. And boy, did they have their chances to win against Memphis. But then again, so did the Tigers. Nothing-nothing was the final result. They went 20 minutes of overtime, stayed that score. And again, the Bulls came into the night three points behind Memphis for the fourth-place spot in the American. And with six teams and the top four, making the conference tournament. That's just kind of been the whole thing. After the Bulls started 0-4, get to fourth place if they could, and they are one win away possibly from getting there. They are three points behind Memphis with one match remaining. But importantly, they now have the tiebreaker over the Tigers because they beat them in Tampa and they tied them last night. So if you play a team twice and you get a win and a tie, you have the head-to-head tiebreaker. But of course, you need Memphis to lose. That's the scary sounding part, but the matchup part is anything but scary. Friday night is the end of the regular season because of last night the Bulls have to win and Memphis must lose, but the Bulls play home against Temple on senior night. Temple is 0-9 in the conference, and the Bulls beat the Owls 3-0 when they played in Philadelphia. Now, Having said that, last night Tulsa went ahead and wrapped up the first place spot in the conference. But they got a battle at home from Temple. Tulsa was up 2-0. Temple tied them, and Tulsa ended up winning it 3-2. Still, you really have to like the Bulls' chances of pulling off the victory on Friday night. But now you also need Memphis to lose. Oh, guess what? Memphis is going to SMU. And SMU last night in Orlando beat UCF 5-0. If you had to pull anybody... Anybody that doesn't play soccer for Temple and say, hey, pick these two games on Friday night. Who's going to win? Everybody would say USF and SMU, but that's what has to happen for the Bulls to make it to the conference tournament. Now, if they do make it to the conference tournament, it's not going to be easy. We actually know they'll be the fourth seed and they will go to Tulsa, which again wrapped it up last night thanks to UCF losing. So it'll be Tulsa as the host of the conference tournament on the men's side, either USF or Memphis as the four seed, 
and then SMU and UCF will fill out spots two and three, and it'll depend on what happens on Friday night, who is the two-seeded. really doesn't matter at that point. You know those teams are going to play each other. But I'll say this, regardless what happens in the Bulls, we'll get to the details of last night's game here shortly. It's always good to have this sort of satisfaction in your back pocket. Whatever happens with the Bulls, their win, their overtime stunning of the Knights in Orlando could have been the game that sent UCF on a trajectory from being in the first place spot to not even making the NCAA tournament. UCF has to finish at Tulsa on Friday. If the Knights lose that one, and at this point you wouldn't be surprised if that happened, that's a third loss in a row. Then they'll have to play SMU in the conference tournament, and if they lose that one and they just got beat by the Mustangs 5-0 last night, they would lose four in a row and likely would not make the NCAA tournament. So whatever happens with the Bulls, they might have actually sent the Knights on a downward trajectory out of the tournament. Now, the Bulls are just trying to get to the AAC tournament and hope for a run there. Last night, had a chance, as I said, to win the game, but the crossbar was very friendly to Memphis in the first half. Twice, the Bulls doinked one off the crossbar. Shion Soga, a long free kick from about 25 yards, skimmed off the top. And then later in the first half, now it would have been a lucky break. Enrique Galina had a long free kick, and it went off a player, and then the goalie had no chance at it. He was well underneath the bar, and it looked like it was actually going in and did not. Memphis did not have many great chances in the first half. However, the Tigers would themselves hit the left post on a long shot in the second half. Really not much doing for the Bulls as far as clear chances, even though they were out shooting Memphis. It was 0-0. Zero to zero. Again, those first half chances on the crossbar were key here. Then in overtime, the guy who essentially ended the Bulls' season in the spring, or at least their chances for making the conference tournament, Emmanuel Santos scored the overtime goal in Tampa in the spring. Well, the ball came to him about eight yards from goal, and he rocketed a shot. It went right to the Bulls goalkeeper, Kazuna Takase, but he still had to make a tough save, and he did. And then the second portion of the overtime is when the Bulls had their great chances, and the man who beat UCF, Shion Soga, this was a wonderful setup. Brian Schaefer sent in a long ball. JT Copper, who's been on the pitch so many minutes and really created a lot of chances and scored himself, headed the ball perfectly to Soga, did well to turn, and went for a low shot to the left that Colin Welsh, the freshman goalie from Memphis, stopped. But he was still on the ground, and the rebound came out to Andres Fele, and he tried to blast it into the upper right corner to get the win. This was with about five minutes left in the second overtime, and he skied it over the net. So that was the real chance for the Bulls. 17-10, to they outshot Memphis. 8-4 to in shots on goal, but the Bulls end up settling for the tie. 21 fouls on Memphis in this game, 14 on the Bulls. It was definitely a game between two teams fighting for a playoff spot, and it played out accordingly. Now again, Bulls technically are in fifth place, and they're three points behind Memphis, but they have the tiebreaker, so if they win and Memphis loses to SMU, the Bulls are in the conference tournament. And, of course, we'll have that game for you on Friday night on USF Bulls Unlimited. On Thursday night, we'll have the women's soccer game, and we can tell you their opponent now will be SMU, that's right, the only team to beat the Bulls in conference play, got a win in the American Athletic Conference first round yesterday, 2-1 to one against East Carolina. So the four teams coming to Corbett Soccer Stadium, or the three teams coming, USF was kind of already there, will be SMU as the Bulls opponent, Houston as the number two seed, 
and Memphis as the number three seed, which beat UCF yesterday 2-0. We'll give you details on those games in the conference show around the American. So we got basketball tonight, more on that in our second segment. We got soccer on back-to-back nights Thursday and Friday, and of course, football on Saturday night. Over the weekend, it was volleyball. As I said, Friday, frankly, kind of a lackluster performance against a very good Wichita State team. Final scores 25-18, 25-15, and then 25-21 as the Bulls made a late run there. Wichita had come in winning seven in a row, and you could just tell had that confidence. They were second best in the league as far as opponent hitting percentage went, and the Bulls came in with the lowest hitting percentage, and it just never seemed like the Bulls could get the attack going, and those numbers kind of played out accordingly. Shockers would see their eight-match winning streak come to an end on Sunday against UCF, which is clearly above the pack as far as the conference goes in the sport of volleyball. But then on Sunday, a Tulsa team, which the Bulls had taken to four sets about a month ago in Tulsa, it was a much different story, and right from the beginning it was. Bulls jumped ahead early, including this epic point. Uh, Michael Kelly was actually hanging out up there in my little perch. I actually haven't named it officially where I broadcast the matches from, but this uh, got... Him excited, got everybody excited. Bulls have some purpose to their attack, and the sets have been great by Kelsey O'Laughlin. Good serve by CeCe Clausen. That's not a bad back set, but do it there to dig it up. Puyis with the pass back row to Marta. Good push shot, but Tulsa regains possession. CeCe Clausen with a nice dig. That's perfectly to Puyis. Not a bad pass. Kynard goes for the tip, but Tulsa there to dig it up. They have to go back row. Philolaru with a decent shot, but... Kynard digs it up, long point here, more touch by the Bulls as they are unable to really get a clean look here. There's a clean block, but it's dug back up by Pacali. Yeah, she's pretty good. Back row attempt by Tulsa. Marta with the easy pass. That's a good looking push shot, dug up pancake style by the Golden Hurricane. What a long point here at 7-4. Do they go right side to do it? There's a clean look and another dig by the Golden Hurricane. Back row to Brown, easy look for O'Loughlin, what a push shot, but it's again pancaked up by the Golden Hurricane. This is the longest point I've ever called all year. Who's going to win it? Kynar with a chance, and it's blocked out of bounds. That'll be both point. Jolene Shepherdson almost stormed the court just then. Eight to four. That was at least a minute long. You know it's a long point when I have to think about getting a swig of water midway through. There it goes. It was something else, but at that five-point margin, the Bulls all of a sudden look up, and it's 13-12. But how do they pull it away? With the defense, this was a tremendous conclusion to the first set. 16-13 Bulls. Kelsey with the pass that time to Cassidy, and Williams is ready for it. O'Loughlin left side to Amanda, winds up, touched at the net. Tulsa is going to push it back over. A nice little bump shot there. Poyes, O'Loughlin right up the middle to Hendricks Walker, that time tipped at the net to restore the point to Tulsa. Oh, what a block, but Tulsa digs it up. They stuff Cassidy again. Now she's gonna try and tip it. No dice, do it, O'Laughlin. Right side, Pouillis, touch to the net. Easy dig for the Golden Hurricane. Kelsey, left side to Cassidy. Oh, what a block! Tizzy Pouillis, not only blocking Tulsa's top player, but keeping it inbounds in a tight space. So out of the timeout, they switch their leading hitter, Cassidy, over to the right side. By the way, they have a Kaylee, a Bailey, and a Callie, and a Cal Sue. But I got him straight. Oh, the Bulls got Cook straight. That would be Callie. And that would be another block for USF with Pouillis doing the honors this time. 20 to 13. Blocks. Bulls have a 3 to 1 edge there. Kills 11 to 6. 
And more than just numbers, they just look like a team that's tired of losing. They have really come out performing here today. Left side, and again, nothing doing for Cassidy. She's having a bad Cassidy. Tizzy Puyese, a second straight block, and I believe third in the last four points. It's Cook, what a bad serve. Williams gets to it easily. O'Laughlin, good look for Hendricks Walker. Nice dig by Tulsa, pushes it back. Marta on the back row. They pass it over to Amanda DeWitt, and that's great to see her get up for one and pop it down, 22 to 15. Keep in mind that when you get blocked, it counts as an error. So not all those errors are shots that actually go out of bounds. That's an ace. CC Clawson mishandled, which seems like a rarity already for this Marta Picali, the freshman libero, but the Bulls aren't complaining, 24 to 15. She really hasn't been that much of the attack, and I'm sure that as great as the set's going for the Bulls, that Cassidy is going to come out a little bit inspired for the second set. But right now the Bulls are up 24-16 in the first. Clausen up the middle to Puyese, and that'll do it. USF extremely impressive in the first set, almost hard to believe that Tulsa had it cut to one and seemed like it had all the momentum because from that point, 13 goals end of the set, 12 to four and a well-earned first set victory. Two errors in the entire first set, the Bulls would start to get loose in the middle sets, unfortunately, and several chances to just turn the tide in their favor barely didn't go their way. Pretty good example here at the end of the second set. They're gonna go left side to Dolalari, blocked well by Barnhart, but dug back up by Pacali. Dolalari's second look right to Clawson. Dennison goes up the middle to Barnhart, and she got some height on that one. Straight down, gets the Bulls back to within 21-20. Boy, if they could pull off this, that would be big time. Good serve, nice pass. Kalsu goes left side to Dolalari, off balance, and Barnhart with the block. That's really not on the Hitter for Tulsa, that was more on the pass, and the Bulls have tied it up at 21. Thinks about timeout, but no dice. Pulley serve goes right backwards, so they're gonna have to go off balance to Dallari again. Tizzy with the dig, easy one. Marta's shot is dug up. They're gonna go to Brown, and she has to push it underhand. This is a chance for the Bulls to take the lead. Dennison to Marta, winds up. Oh, what a dig by Pacali. Goes over on the Bulls side. Dennison middle to Bar Barnhart, and that's gonna go out. And the Bulls trail at 22-21. Bulls are claiming, I think, slightly that there was a tip. Long replay, which means the refs thought about changing it. The Bulls would have been up by a point late in the second set with a chance to go up to nothing. And by the way, Tulsa had never all year long come back from down to nothing. And of course, they didn't get the replay. And that's just how it went. So the second and third sets, even though Tulsa never had a big lead, both went to the Golden Hurricane. Then it stayed close throughout the fourth set, but Tulsa kind of held a one and two point advantage. How close were they to forcing a fifth set? They had four chances to go up 18-17, and Tulsa came up with some incredible plays. Clawson with the dig. Here's a chance for the Bulls to take the lead. Back row to Marta, push shot easily fielded by Callie Cook, but they have to pass it backwards and just punch it over. Let's see if they get a better set here. Bregan middle to Barnhart, and it's dug back up by Tulsa at the net. Again, though, they just have to push it back over. Puyese to Bregan. Underhanded set to Kynard off the block, caught almost by uh, Tulsa. They'll get it back over, and a block by the Bulls. Point extended by SMU. They somehow knock it over. 
Pouillis the chance, and it's just dug up by the Golden Hurricane. They go back row. Marta with the shot. She's in the back row. Kynard running out of steam. That's the third time it's been deflected at the net and dug back up by Tulsa in the back row, and they get the point. Big shot by Dalalari, but way before that, three times it looked like the Bulls had the kill on one of those typical shots deflected at the net that was just not going to come back over, and they all came back over. That's not including the one at the front of the net. Okay, it's Tulsa 18-17. Only counts as one. Feels like more than that. And, well, now it's two. It's Callie Cook. Drops in a short serve for an ace. Bulls again had a little life left in them. Thought they had tied it at 22 on a stuff by Amanda DeWitt. But an amazing diving, I don't know how it got back onto the Bulls' side play by their libero. And yeah, those are the kinds of things that are happening against the Bulls. Great balance in this match. Usually Marta Svitkovic is the clear leader in kills and attempts. She led in attempts with 38, but Amanda DeWitt had 36. Nine kills to... Marta's 10, and Tizzy Puyese led the way with 12 kills and 6 blocks. Amiri Hendricks-Walker, who got them started a little too late in the third set against Wichita, had 8 kills herself and 5 blocks. The Bulls actually, get this, had 6 more kills, 6 more blocks than Tulsa, and yet lost in 4 sets because they committed more errors. And basically the set that the Bulls won, the margin was bigger, so that's why they basically were equal in points. For this one. Also, a nod to Allie Barnhart, who had eight kills and 18 attempts. She was 0 for 11 in the loss to Tulsa a month ago, so she restored that. And the Bulls did a great job on Kaylee Cassidy, who was their leading hitter. She was one for her first 22 in this match. Ended up, well, 10 for her last 22, but the Bulls made her work. They head on the road this week. Those matches have been fun to call, but unfortunately, right now, the Bulls drop their 12th in a row. And the fall season ended for men's golf with an oh, almost top three finish. Ended up in fifth place, but one shot behind two teams that were tied for second at 13 under, including the other USF, 28th ranked San Francisco. So the Bulls were in third after two rounds. And again, one stroke from a three-way tie for third end up technically in fifth place, Albin Bergstrom, third in the individual outcome, four under final round, nine under. That was just two behind the overall winner, Rudd Uprayong, was the second best scoring bull. Luke Gifford and Ian Peng, both top 30 finishes to round out the team score. And that's going to round out Bulls Beat for a Monday. Thanks for listening.